0: So, I wanted to talk about something really quickly. Oh, maybe not so quickly, because I have three pages of notes on this. I wanted to talk about why I kind of stopped watching TV, like shows on Netflix or Hulu, Amazon, and whatnot. Anything like fictional TV and movies. I haven't, I don't know the last time I watched a fictional TV or movie that's not anime live action or in English, I I honestly can't remember the last fictional show that I've seen. And the reason why I stopped watching is because I've been getting my fill somewhere else for fictional content. And that's something called Grand Theft Auto 5 roleplay. It's something you can watch on Twitch. Uh, If you go to Twitch and browse the most popular games on there, you're going to see that Grand Theft Auto 5 is near the top. It's usually in the top five at any given moment. And that's because of Grand Theft Auto 5 roleplay. It's not because, oh my god, there are people still playing the single player, or oh my god, people are still playing a ton of GTA Online. I mean, yes, they are playing a ton of GTA Online, but that's not what people are watching on Twitch. What people are watching on Twitch is roleplay. And roleplay is, as the name would suggest, you create a character, you come up with the personality, the backstory, progressions, rise and fall, and you interact with other characters. And what's the most fascinating part about it for me is that, you know, I have sort of like a performance arts background, you know, I did band, I did theater. Um, So I kind of relate to these folks who aren't professional actors portraying a character. So... Um, that's part of the reason why I got into it. And I always think about like, if I were doing this, what kind of character would I make? And if I were that character, what, how would I react to that situation? So, uh, it's always been a fascinating thing that I kind of want to start getting into, like personally trying it out. Um, yeah, it's, it's for free from what I understand. Uh, there's many, many servers that you can join in. A lot of them are free. And, uh, the one I want to specifically talk about is a server called NoPixel, It's the biggest server, most popular server, for GTA 5 RP. And there's a big whitelist process, so you can't just, you know, join the server and create a character and boom, you're in the city and interacting with people now. Uh, You need to apply, you know, submit, like, the kind of character you want to make and what you want to do in the city and stuff like that. So it's not something you just walk in and, you know your character and you're done so it's the reason why they have to do is because it's so popular and uh i really only watched no pixel the server so i'm really only going to focus on what happens in no pixel i can't really speak for other servers but i've watched so much no pixel in the past six months during the pandemic that i think i have a pretty good grasp of the the dynamics in the city of Los Santos, and uh, I want to get into it. So, if you're the type that is put off by amateur actors portraying characters, probably not for you. So I'm just giving you a warning ahead of time. Some of the stuff can be a little bit awkward, a little amateurish. Some some is Kind of gonna make your skin crawl at times. So if you're sensitive to stuff like that, I probably wouldn't recommend uh, watching any role play. Because at the end of the day, these are amateur actors. They're just they're not professionally trained. Some of them are esports guys. Some of them are variety streamers. Some of them are just Joe Schmo in their mom's basement. So I I never expected. Like some Oscar worthy performances. You know, some of the characters they make can be uh, questionable, some would say controversial in this climate. I'm not saying that there are overly, like, obviously racist characters, but there are some people who portray, like, um, caricatures of certain races and stereotypes. So if you can understand to take it at that, just caric- caricatures and stereotypes, um, if you can understand that these people aren't doing it at a malicious intent or trying to portray any, you know, uh, anyone in a negative light, if you can understand that, I think you can enjoy GTA 5 roleplay. So, I think the most popular and the most talked about aspect of uh, GTA 5 roleplay in this no-pixel server is the gangs. You know, people love the bad boys, right? Oh, uh, they shoot up the cops and they rob banks and they get away and with the heists and drug trafficking, you know, stuff like that. So uh, they always get the most amount of attention. They're the ones creating a lot of the conflict. They're the ones that are constantly being chased by the cops. So it creates a lot of action and fun. It's like watching, you know, a heist movie a lot of the time. So you know, that's where I got where I get my heist fill. But um, what I've noticed in the past couple months is that I've gone from enjoying these long shootouts with cops by gangs to something a little more conversational, something that builds character, something that builds a storyline like, um, you know, watching a serial killer uh, run amok in the city, killing random people, and the cops trying to figure out, oh, what's going on, playing that cat and mouse game. So stuff like that is what I'm more interested in, but the one that gets the most amount of traffic to viewers is the criminal activity with the gangs. So, like, the biggest gangs are, like, Chang Yang, Lean Boys, Eastside Ballers, Hogs of Anarchy, Angels. Uh, those are the biggest ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But there's there's a whole bunch more. There's, like, Vagos, Aztecas, um, Blue Gang. Um, there, there's so many gangs in the city um, that are official, like, criminal gangs. And there's, like, non-criminal gangs, too. So, uh, I want to focus on the ones that are doing criminal activity. Uh, a couple years ago, I believe it was in 2017, there was kind of like this boom of RP. That's this is when I first got exposed to GTA 5 RP. Uh, it was uh, when that uh, when this Twitch streamer Lyric, he's one of the bigger ones. He's a variety streamer. Uh, he streams six days a week. Um, he's one of the biggest ones. He gets anywhere from like 15 to 30,000 viewers every day. Uh, so he's a big streamer. He, he was dabbling in Armor 3 RP. So Armor 3 also had a mod uh, that create, that made their servers like roleplay servers. And then he started playing GTA 5 roleplay. And that's when I got into it really hard. Um, so that's I think that's a lot of people's first exposure to RP. Uh, GTA 5 RP on Twitch with, was through Lyric. He made a character called uh, Avon Barksdale which is, uh, named after a character from The Wire, I believe. I haven't seen The Wire, so, you know, I got my, the Wire fix from, uh, Lyric, I guess. No, the, the only thing that I can understand that has any ties to The Wire is that it's just the name. The Avon Barksdale is just a name that he took from The Wire, so his character actually didn't have any ties to The Wire or anything like that. He formed a gang called the Lean Boys. He said, uh, if you're in with me, lean with me, so um, you can emote in the game where you lean and that's where the name came from. So he formed a gang and I followed this gang, I watched as much as I could of this gang doing criminal activity that included the original members like Buddha, Lang Buddha and uh, Al Saab and Tony Corleone and uh, that was my first exposure to GTA 5 RP. And then there's gangs like Chang Gang, um, they kind of do more of the, yeah, action stuff, they tend to, um, they like shooting a lot, because, uh, a lot of the guys are really good shots, uh, Mr. Chang, Randy Bullet, Taco, Rami, El Ramen, uh, a lot of those guys, and Vinny Pistone, a lot of those guys like shooters, they play shooters, you know, off stream, and, uh, and on the side when they're not playing GTA 5 RP. So, they're really into shooters. So, they that skill translates over into the game. Into this game. And they tend to dominate any kind of shootout. Um, as long as they have... You know, as long as they're not outnumbered by like 10 or whatever. But that doesn't really happen all the time. So, from what I understand. From what I've seen of Changing, They kind of thrive on conflict. Not within their group. But more so... ...against other gangs and against the cops. So, they really like shootouts, like I said. And they dominate. And I, I understand why, you know? Because if you're dominating at something, you might as well go for it. But the fun thing they have just started... ...recently just started doing is... Uh, uh, ...the server updated and they added the ability to pick marijuana from a farm. So, what this gang has done is instead of just doing, like... ...bank heists and shootouts with cops, what they're doing now is they're kidnapping and getting hostages from, you know, random people in the city, uh, innocent civilians in the city, and making them pick the marijuana. So they they formed a cartel where they get a uh, couple of these uh, big SUV vehicles, and they, they just load up the vehicles with a bunch of people, and then they force them at gunpoint to pick marijuana for them. And the funny thing is, is that... Um, for guys that I always thought of as like, they just like shooting. I think they were just bored. I think they were bored. They're bored that all they could do was shoot and have fun that way. They didn't have any other means of having fun. So what they're doing is they're kind of giving back from what I understand is uh, when they do these marijuana operations, they kidnap people and enforce them to pick marijuana. They're actually not making that much money. They're doing it for the fun, the interactions with the hostages that being chased by the cops, if the cops go after them. So they're having a lot of fun doing this thing that just got recently added a few days ago. So I've been having a lot of fun watching that. And I've been watching it from the cops perspective. So it's fun, kind of seeing the cops trying to connect the dots and chasing them down, like figuring out when they're going, how they're doing it. And yeah, they actually got into a shootout yesterday that was pretty intense. So that's a lot of fun. Um, But I, I do want to go back to the Lean Boys, uh, the first gang that I talked about with Avon Barksdale, Lang Buddha, Tony Corleone, Al Sab. Uh, they they do criminal activity like shootouts and bank heists and stuff like that as well. Um, but the thing I liked about the Lean Boys is that they have internal conflict. They have arguments between each other, and it's not like this. This uh, there's this concept of in character and out of character. So. What happens a lot of the times is if a character in, in the RP is arguing with another, a lot of the people in Twitch chat tend to bring up things like, oh, are they speaking in character or out of character? Because they'll bring up certain things that each character might not know, and they'll just kind of rib each other. So uh, it tends to happen that they bring in knowledge that their characters wouldn't have, but the player portraying the characters would have. So, um, what I like is when the lean boys argue within their groups, it's all in character. They, they play these characters that have, um, you know, characteristics that are sometimes detrimental to the group, you know. And guys like uh, Lang Buddha is an incredibly petty person. He holds grudges like no other. While Sab is, tends to be, like, the second in command, will always back up Buddha no matter what. Not saying he ha- he doesn't have a mind of his own, but he has his family's back. And Lang Buddha tends to be like the leader of the pack. Tony likes to be kind of a free spirit. He likes to be friends with everyone. He doesn't really like making enemies, and that has created some conflict in the past few days. And same thing with uh, one of the newer members, Eugene. Eugene tends to think that way as well, where um, he agrees with Tony. Where you know. You can bury stuff and then just get over it, you know, have fun, you know, tomorrow's another day, Lang Buddha, Al Sab, people like that, they tend to hold grudges, they don't really, you know, they don't really give up those feelings of being wronged and whatnot, so it created a fun conflict yesterday. I was watching about two hours of them just talking, just literally characters talking, and they're having conversations about where the gang is headed. Why is Tony and Eugene hanging out with one of the boys that left that gang, you know? And the Lang and, and Sab's argument is, if you leave our gang, you're basically an enemy. You turn your back against our family. That's basically what uh, the argument was for two hours is, you hang out with this guy he turned our he turned his back against us. He was family at one point. He left on his own accord. He betrayed us. He joined other people to hunt them down. Tried to murder them multiple times. And Tony and Eugene were saying, "You know what? That's all that's water under the bridge. Let's move on. Whatever. I can hang out with him if I want to." But Lang and Sab don't see it that way. And there's other members in the gang, like Denzel and Ellie, who agree with Lang and Sab, that you probably shouldn't be hanging out and talking to people who tried to kill you and your family members. So there's like a big disconnect there of what they think of each other as a gang. And um, the issue seems to be that Lang Buddha wants the gang Lean Boys to be a gang. Hardcore. Hardcore. But with, you know, it's like we're family. We never turn on each other. We never um, help out an enemy. If you're one, if you're an enemy, you're most likely always going to stay the enemy, kind of thing. Um, you know, there are different circumstances. I don't want to bring up twenty different characters and confuse everyone. I think people listening is already confused already. So if you're still keeping up with me, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Um, so the disconnect is. That Tony kind of wants a mafia type of thing where you know there's it's it's sort of like relaxed and not so much like bang bang shoot shoot kind of thing. Um, Lang Buddha, Sab, they want like a family that never turns their back on each other, uh, draws clear lines of you're an enemy, you're your family kind of thing. And you have someone like Eugene who seemingly just wants someone to hang out with on a consistent basis. Not so much like I want to be in this gang, but I would like to belong in a group so I belong somewhere. That's that's the impression I get from the from Eugene as a character. So that's confusing. I apologize. I went too in depth on that, but I just want to like showcase like how each gang approaches things differently. So like Chang gang approaches, you know, roleplay in more so the action based and in, in, it's more criminal based. While Lean Boys, it's also cr- you know criminal action, but uh, they have a lot of role play conversations within their groups um, that create drama. Chang Gang doesn't really have drama within Chang Gang. They they rib at, they rib on each other. Oh my god, you you talk too slow, you talk too fast, you spit when you talk, you know stuff like that. You know you're fat. I mean, they make jokes like that, but uh, it's never uh, actual drama that you can kind of see like, oh, this guy's going to leave the gang. It's never like that. But lean boys, they kind of provide a little more depth in terms of characters. And then you have guys like uh, Eastside Ballers who tends to enjoy, you know, just being like that hood gangster, you know, like, hey, get out of my neighborhood. This is our turf. Uh, This is our area. This is our territory. Hey, you know, what are you doing here? You know, better get out of here before I clap you kind of thing. So not, not really my style of roleplay. Um, I'm not really into their thing. And there's a huge divide between the Lean Boys, people who watch Lean Boys and Eastside Balls, because they just got in a war like twice in the past two months or so. And it's just been just a messy war of just constant gunfights and just nothing coming out of the gunfights. It's just been awful to watch. So the good thing is that you can there's so many things you can watch in, in the server that you don't have to focus on one gang. You can watch a doctor be at the hospital all day and healing people. And that's always inter- interesting. And there's guys that are not even cr- committing crime, just riding around the city on the bike and saying hellos and doing drive-bys. There's a character named Andy Jones who rides her scooter around the city doing drive-bys. But what kind of drive-bys? She's saying, oh, you look so nice today. Oh, I hope you have a wonderful day. That's the kind of drive-bys she's doing. And she just the streamer um her name is daisy gray she just recently uh got partnered on twitch and she's only been she's only had that character for like what two months or so so i mean clearly it was working it's a very funny character but now she's so nice that she's being targeted uh by multiple serial killers and psychos so that's that's always a fun thing to watch Then you have, you know, gangs. Another favorite gang of mine is the uh, Hogs of Anarchy or HOA. Um, they're a funny group. They don't do too much crime, even though their leader Siz uh, is a coke distributor. So he gives cocaine out to dealers and lets them make money with it. So they do commit crime, but not as much as other groups. They're not constantly looking for jobs to do. Uh, they tend to hang out at their tavern in Mirror Park and they kind of just sit in front of the bar and just shoot the shit, talk about what kind of foods they like, what kind of foods they dislike, uh, ribbon on each other. Uh, that, that's a really cozy group. If you, if you want to avoid drama and just want to watch people just shoot the shit and have fun, um, and relaxing, HOA is a great place to start off with, um. If you have any questions about where to start off with and what streamers to watch, just let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll let you know. All right, we're not even halfway. Oh, my God. It's already been going for 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. I'm talking too much. I'm sorry. But you know what? Longer. I, I enjoy longer podcasts. to be honest with you, uh, uh, as a listener and a doer of podcasts. I like longer ones, so I don't mind. I'm having fun. Hopefully, you're still listening to me ramble on about something so random and niche but appreciate it let's talk about cops so if there's criminals you gotta have cops to stop them right so there's multiple departments if you play um grand theft auto 5 i've only played like two hours of grand theft auto 5 so i can't really speak for the actual game itself But in this modded server, there's, like, multiple departments. I'm imagining that there are multiple departments in the actual single-player mode. There's the LSPD, BCSO, and SASP. So, LSPD, Los Santos Police Department. BCSO BCSO is uh, Blaine County Sheriff's Office. And SASP is San Andreas State Police. And they have a whole, like, department with ranks and... And, and high command command and cadets it, it's it's a whole system you guys would not believe how many rules and systems are in place just to run the police department it's insane how much time they took to put all this together and the and the the protocols and the laws and all that stuff like there's a there's a judicial system as well it's insane it's crazy So there's like ranks, you know, chief, sheriff, sergeant, senior officer, officer, senior deputy, deputy, cadet, solo cadet. It's crazy. Just turning my page here. And these people don't just sign up to be a cop and then get a cop position. You have to do weeks and months of training. You have to be a dispatch, dispatch person or be a a prison guard, uh, for a long time to even get a chance to become a cop. So this is not an easy thing to, you have to know the rules, know the protocols, know what to do. It's so intricate. You have to learn the the signs and the numbers, the, you know, the 10, fours, the 10 nineties, the 10, 13 alphas, 1030 betas, uh, 76, you know, 42s, 52s, you know, you have to remember you have to know all those signals. It's, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. The only reason why I know these numbers is because I've watched enough to kind of just retain that information. I still don't know exactly what exactly what those numbers are, but like 76 is like, oh, I'm heading your way. 10-4 is okay, like confirmed. Uh, 10-13 alpha is like officer down. Uh, need backup immediately kind of thing. Um, so I, I learned a lot of that stuff through watching Roleplay. It's insane. I'm assuming it's accurate to real life. I think a lot of the call signs are accurate to real life. So... Once you're a criminal and you get caught by a cop, uh, you can actually get sentenced for what you have. So you can have like legal drugs. Like um, if you have too much marijuana, I think the legal limit on marijuana joints is nine. So if you have like 10, you can get charged for one extra marijuana joint. So you get charged like five, five months in jail or whatever. And, and months equal minutes. So basically if you get jailed for five months, that equals five minutes in real life. So, you know, you can, it's a minor inconvenience, but you can get back out there after a few minutes. So, but if you like do a bank heist and then shoot at cops, you're going to be in there for at least an hour and a half. Um, I think those sentences are usually like a hundred months, uh, depending on what kind of weapons you use as well. If you use pistols, it's not as bad as like using assault rifles and stuff like that. Um, if you steal weapons from the police department, after you, you take down an officer, you take their guns, you get caught with it. That's like a whole bunch of time as well. And the funny thing is like, if you go to jail, uh, you can actually do like little mini games in the jail to lower your sentence. So, you know, you don't have to be in, in there for like, you know, 100 months. You, I think you can get out like with maybe half or 60, 70% of the time. So it's not too bad. So you can lower it. Um, and it's fun because um, they have all these rules. So like, you know, they have rules for speeding, illegal tents, um, illegally parked, um, and then, of course, you have, like, your drugs, and, and guns, and, uh, you know, bank stuff that, you know, you stole in jewelry, stuff like that, if you rob a jewelry store, and, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you're a criminal, and you think you're being wronged, you can actually ask for a lawyer, and go to a bench trial, and stuff like that, so it's fun, it's really fun, and the, the most interesting part is, like, when, lawyers are available, because they're not available all the time, because, you know, you can't just, you're not even being paid to do this thing, right, so if you're a lawyer as a character in the game, you're not being paid to be a lawyer, you're just playing a a lawyer character, so you can't possibly be on call all the time, so sometimes, you know, of course, you know, cops try to get a lawyer, but if they can't, you know, sorry, too bad, um, file a grievance, or, you know, um, you know, talk to a lawyer after you get out of jail and stuff like that. That's, that's the most they can do at that point. But yeah, it's, it's fun because, uh, not only can you sue, um, you know, uh, do bench trials, you can also sue as well. And there's this uh, lawyer, Benjamin Crane, who is a real life lawyer. And he has done some magnificent things just, you know, uh, Having all the facts needed to win court cases, uh, like perfectly timed objections and and counter arguments that no amateur lawyer or attorney judge can like really come back from. So that's really that's been really fun. So a lot of the criminals tend to hire Benjamin Crane uh, to represent them in court cases because he's almost like a guarantee to win kind of lawyer. He's just like a cheat code because he's an actual lawyer. So that's that's really fun. want to talk about another professional department there's the medical services so there's a emergency emergency medical services uh a drive around with ambulances pick you up if you're injured hurt and uh, you have doctors at the hospital and pillbox so let's say uh, there's a gang shootout and the cops take down the gangs and uh they need to call uh medical services they'll Radio and EMS. They drive to the scene of the crime once it's cleared, and uh, they treat them at the location. You know, just emergency treatment, and then uh, they take them back to the hospital for further treatment if necessary. So it's it's cool that it feels like a live city. You know, because you know there's things like hunger. You know, there's there isn't like sleep. You don't have to sleep to you know not die in the game. You just have to eat. Uh, drink water and basically you can do whatever you want so it's cool that something like medical services is actually like an actual thing where doctors can see like oh where were you hit with bullets oh you got hit in the chest and then the role-playing gang members can be like okay I got hit in the chest, but I had a vest on, so I don't need, like, surgery or anything. I just need to be patched up a little bit, maybe a few stitches, you know, just clean out the wound kind of thing. So, uh, it's, it, it just depends on how they want their character to uh, deal with the injury. Most of the time, they they're treated as minor injuries because, you know, the gang members tend to just want to go back out there and do their thing right after they get shot up. So, um... Well, if they're if they're shot up and caught, uh, they'll end up in jail. But um, if they don't, if they're not, you know, criminally charged, they can just leave the hospital and then be on their way. And it's fun to see doctors. You know, even the doctors have personalities. You know, they have this doc- doctor called uh, Roscoe Villain, who tends to be kind of like a neurotic, nerdy doctor that you know talks way too much, but is super friendly and funny, and and uh, really a pleasure to hear him whenever you know, a cop or a criminal, I'm watching it shot and they get transported to the hospital Hospital, and uh, I hear Dr. Villain, I'm like, man, that guy just puts a smile on my face. It's just a funny, funny character. Uh, and I, I, I think um, if I were to start role-playing, I think dispatch or doctor would be something I'd like to do, but I don't really know too many medical terms, so maybe not doctor, so I think I'd rather do dispatch. Um, And then maybe if I feel like becoming a cop, I could become a cop. Um, But yeah, my plan is to kind of think about what I want to do with a character and then apply to the server and see what happens there. I could just be a normal civilian too. Um, We'll see. My issue with um, the medical services isn't on the medical services themselves, but I just wish that, um, the cops and, um, criminals interacted a little bit more, and also, I wish the EMS would, um, sometimes they give off this, like, elitist aura to me, I don't know why, uh, maybe it's because the criminals and cops aren't giving them enough, like, conversation, but they kind of give off this attitude of, you know, um, you guys don't want to talk to me, so I don't want to talk to you, kind of feeling, I wish, you know, there was a better relationship between the cops and the criminals, um, it's always fun seeing criminals, like, be like, oh, I got shot in the chest, but sometimes they don't, they don't even want to, like, deal with them, so they'll just be like, I got shot in the chest, yeah, it didn't penetrate my vest, but I got shot in the chest, you know, kind of thing, it's very dry, and and almost like too dry and they treat them as like a mechanic in the game. Um, I wish they were treated a little bit more with uh, uh, respect and a little more humanity, if you will. And I think that it goes both ways. I think the EMS sometimes give, gives off an attitude as well. Um, if, if personally speaking, I can't speak for them, but from as a viewer, it feels like it's both ways, mostly from the criminals and cops side, not giving them enough conversation, but um, I think I think EMS has a little part of it as well. The Doctors are always great. I have enjoyed all the Doctors. Uh, they're they're fun. Dr. Choi, Dr. Thomas, Dr. Villain. Really, really funny. Let's talk about uh, the civilians in the city. This is like the last aspect of the city that I'd like to get into. I'm not going to get into the mechanics of like, oh, let's go weed hunting. Let's go get Oxycontin, you know, stuff like that. I don't really want to get into that. That's just all mechanics. That's not really role play for me. So civilians, I think the most like technically non-criminal civilian, the the most famous one is Matthew Payne. Who's played by The Coop on Twitch. He's one of the admins. Uh, I think he's a community manager actually. I don't think he's an admin admin he, well, whatever. These are all bullshit titles, right? He's a community manager. And uh he portrays a character called Matthew Payne. He's a realtor, so he sells you apartments, uh, houses, mansions in the city, right? But he does some shady, dirty business on the side. He sells storage facilities to criminals to stash their illegal goods. So these criminals will have like a side business, right? They'll put that warehouse or facility under someone else's name or another business. So it's not traced under their houses. So, these criminals can buy multiple houses, multiple properties. So, let's say they were caught with a police weapon, and the cops know that he has more police weapons, they can raid that criminal's uh, properties. So, they'll get a list of properties, oh, he has a house here, he has a house there, he has a house here. So, those three properties, they can raid and figure out, see if there are legal items that they're looking for in there. But... Most criminals, the most, most of the bigger gangs, they tend to have a, a, an off-site storage that's not really tracked through their name so they can store all their illegals in there and not get caught. So Matthew Payne deals with that. So you can say he's kind of a criminal, but he doesn't actually commit crime directly, but he is aware that he is selling warehouses to criminals for illegal activity. And there are groups like Lot Q slash Steel Security uh, there's a there's a parking lot in front of the courthouse in Los Santos, and that's owned by Jordan Steele. He's a character that is a character. <laughs> He's one of the most fascinating, quick witted, smart ass characters you'll ever come across. He the the man who role plays as Jordan Steele. His name is Penta on Twitch. He has like the fastest wit I have ever seen just quick with comebacks, quick with destroying someone's arguments, just so fast and so quick with everything, like his brain must be firing on like all cylinders 24-7, it's incredible, this guy is so talented with the comebacks, uh, quick to point out bullshit, just incredibly talented, and he runs a lot. And then charges people to park at his lot, so it's like five hundred dollars per week or something like that. And you can park there for a week, you know, no no issues. Some people tend to not pay, and then turns into a whole shootout because you know it's it's a video game. People are gonna shoot, and uh, they kind of act like a gang, even though they're kind of like a legitimate business. So that's always kind of fun, and they're they're kind of shrouded in mystery because they have like side stuff going on. There's like a cult situation there as well. And they have something called Steel Security, which features a lot of the members of Lock Q. Uh, They kind of go around uh, doing vigilante work, even though vigilanteism got outlawed a few weeks ago and they kind of brought it back so they could probably redo it again. But they haven't been doing it recently. So what would happen is uh, the security company would get hired to go respond to alarms and whatnot. So if a house is being robbed or the jewelry store is being robbed, they get alerted. So they would get in their cars and drive straight there and try to de-escalate the situation. But, you know, it is, you're trying to portray a character and, and the characters they're portraying is like, they're chaotic and they're quick to pull the trigger and escalate. So they're a security company that's supposed to de-escalate, but they end up escalating because they're aggressive and uh, they don't listen to the criminals, and they don't really understand the situation with the hostages. So it always turns into a fun situation. I think it can be quite frustrating as criminals. Like they want to have a quick interaction of usually the steps, like the basic steps of like robbing a jewelry store is you have a hostage, you break the glass, you uh, negotiate with the cops that show up after the alarm sounds. You tell them, hey, I have a hostage in here. I'm gonna kill them if you don't give a safe passage. If you don't let us leave the leave the store, get in our car and leave the store. Uh, I'm gonna kill this hostage, so it kind of the the steel security kind of messes that dynamic up a little bit. So I think they kind of scaled it back. I think that's the reason why they haven't really been doing it. But you know, they're technically civilians doing you know semi criminal vigilante work. You know, so I, I think it, there's there's a lot of civilians that do a lot of good work. There's like Bryce Miller who makes music and uh, not owns it, but he's a producer of a record label that produces songs within the city uh, with non-copyrighted original music. He's extremely talented. He plays like a frat boy who sounds like a surfer dude. Um, There's so many good civilians in the city that are entertaining and fun, and like the one I mentioned, Andy Jones before, uh, the one that does drive-by compliments. Uh, There's a lot of good characters in the city that kind of get overlooked because The focus is solely on, mostly on criminal activity. So, you know, a lot of the eyes just go straight to, uh, you know, groups like Yang and Lean Boys. Uh, You know, Lord Kevin, he's the leader of the Chang'an. He portrays Mr. Chang. He gets anywhere from 10,000 to 15,000 views on a nightly basis. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible numbers he's pulling. He's the biggest streamer on NoPixel. He has the most influence, the most power. His his gang Chang Yang, is the most feared in the gang in the, in the city. So you know if if anyone has a problem with Chang Yang, usually what happens is they get ratted out to Chang Yang immediately because of people fear the repercussions. They want to, uh, you know, a lot of people. To me, it sounds like they want to clout chase. So they want to be like, hey, Mister Chang, I saw I saw the lean boys that you're fighting against over here on Grove Street. You know, and then they kind of get that clout build that relationship you know which i don't really like about what's going on with chang gang they just have too much influence and power that basically 90 percent of the city fears fears them and is willing to kind of rat out other people so they can come i don't know i don't want to say i think clout chasing is a bad word i guess i i didn't really mean it that way but it feels like hey, I was able to supply information to Changang. Gang. Maybe, you know, I can hang out with them next time. Sometimes it comes off that way. It might necessarily be the case, but it does come off that way with the amount of snitching going on. So that's basically the city in a nutshell. Um, but I do want to talk about the problems that I have with the city. Um, maybe it's more of a no pixel specific issue, but I think it it's an issue with a, that involves Twitch and streamers. So what tends to happen is um a lot of the gang members have a very tribal loyal fan base. I think you know, gang being in a gang is you know it's tribalism, right? It's it's essentially tribalism where you're with us, you're against us, kind of thing. So you mess with my boys, I'm messing with your boys, kind of thing, right? <laughs> tribalism is a very real issue in this world and is causing a lot of problems in the world if you look at a lot of the problems in the world you can point to tribalism politics uh race um religion it's it's all tribalism that's creating so much conflict in this world and it's no different here it just happens to be gangs instead of you know politics and race religion and whatnot so let's just take uh uh gang as an example they're the biggest gang in the city so you know it's, it's easy to talk about them. It's easy to point the finger at them, I'm not trying to do that. But from what I've noticed as a, as a viewer of Gang and lean boys and uh, HOA cops, civilians, is that they tend to get the most amount of heat and they're the most, they're most likely to get heated about any situation. So, um, what I've seen is that let's say, um, a gang loses a shootout or whatnot, right, they get caught, they get sent to jail for a long time, they tend to be frustrated because they did not get away, um, it's easy to say that, you know, yeah, you should be upset that you didn't get away, but when you're streaming on Twitch and you're doing it as a streamer with a camera on and, and we can just see that frustration on your face... To me, that that just comes off as you're taking this loss, quote-unquote loss, in roleplay so seriously that it's affecting you in real life. It's like some gangs feel like they're playing Counter-Strike or something like that. And that's a really... It's it's a turn-off for me, personally. Some people like that. I mean, those... Those streamers tend to get the most amount of views because they're, they're the most controversial, they're the most opinionated, they show the most amount of emotions when they lose and win. So, I, I get it. That's, that's what people like seeing. But for me, I don't really enjoy seeing my streamers, like, get upset because they lost a shootout against 10 cops. Cops have the ability to send, like, anywhere from 6 to 8 in any given situation. While gangs are only out allowed to have 4 per group. So, you're outnumbered Immediately by cops, provided that the cops are available. So to me, like losing a situation against six to eight people wouldn't upset me because you're going up against six to eight people. I think it would be a more of a more of a accomplishment if you actually get away and beating the cops with only four people against six or eight. So I, I just don't understand why some of these streamers get really upset over that. I get it, you you planned this out, you had a whole plan, you had a boat, you had a helicopter getaway, you had a you had all this planned out and it didn't work out. But at the end of the day, it just comes off salty. And I think that's just the competitive nature trickling into roleplay. And it's not just one gang, it's multiple gangs that do that do this and some cops too, as well. So it's, it's like a weird, weird thing where they're so competitive that it kind of that feel and, and showing of competitiveness kind of trickles down into their Twitch chat, and what happens is that Twitch chat feels the same way, they feel that tribal rage within them, and they would go to other streamers' streams, and then talk shit at the other streamers that typically, you know, quote-unquote, won the, you know, the fight. And that's, I think that's the biggest problem we have in this, with the server, just looking at it. It's just this win-win-win mentality, and then the streamer's getting salty over just losing, you know, a fight, and then You know, and then riling their Twitch chat up and then their their viewers stream hopping to other streamers and talking shit at them. It's the most, it's one of the most toxic things I've seen. I mean, the internet's a toxic place, but it's one thing like I'm playing CSGO professionally, my team loses. And then the you know the fans of my teams go to the other team's chat and talk shit. That happens. That happens. I get that. That happens in sports too. It happens all the time. I get it. But it's not real. This isn't real. This is not competitive. There's no wins and losses in this game. It's role play. They don't count wins and losses or money or pixels. They don't count any of that. Yes, if I'm... Okay, I'm a Chargers fan, right? I'm a Chargers fan, Lakers fan, Dodgers fan. Tottenham Hotspur's fan. Borussia Dortmund fan, okay? If any of my teams lose to our rival, and I'm one of those tribal fans, yeah, I might go talk shit to their team's Instagram page or their star player. Sure, I might do that. I mean, I wouldn't. But if I was a tribal fan, I would. But those those wins and losses count. It shows at the end of the day. Those are counted there's nothing counted in this server in no pixel i just don't understand that win-loss mentality I, i'll never understand it um i think that's the worst part about watching this so if you're if you're turned off by twitch chat which i think most people should be because a lot of it is just incredibly toxic um there are certain streamers that have really good twitch you know chatters and you know they have good mods that control it but most of the streamers tend to not give a fuck they'll they'll let their chat talk shit about other streamers and stuff so i think that's actually a problem all right uh, i think um that's basically all i wanted to talk about in terms of uh, gta 5 rp that's sort of the reason why i've been uh not watching tv you know i get my fictional storylines from <laughs> a bunch of random people on the internet that create characters that uh that are fun and, and interesting. Um, I've been watching a streamer. His name is Das Medi. He plays a cop. He has multiple characters. But he mainly plays a cop right now. And he's being you know, chased by basically a one serial killer right now. That sends him cassette tapes. Um, giving him clues about what what could come next. Um, and uh, it's, it's fascinating when he's doing those investigations. It's really, really cool. And... Uh, you know, he's my favorite uh, right now uh, in terms of GTA 5 roleplay. He's very level headed. He's grown up. He's not raging and, and yelling at the monitor all the time for losing against the criminals. And he does a lot of uh, investigational work, a lot of conversations with civilians. He likes to build relationships, storylines. Um, he's, he's a very good streamer. I'd recommend him if you're in, interested in uh, uh, checking out GTA 5 roleplay. He's not cringe at all. Uh, so, he's he's very good. I mean, it, he's cringe in in a way of, like, if you find, like, people who constantly shout out their uh, viewers for subbing and gifting, you know, donating and stuff like that, which I, I get tired of sometimes, but I get it, that's their, link, you know, livelihood and income, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stop watching because of that, but, you know, sometimes... I get turned off when I'm watching certain streamers that go go a little bit overboard with that. So I don't I wouldn't blame anyone for being getting tired of a streamer shouting out their chat all the time. But yeah, um, if you have any questions in regards to GTA 5 roleplay, let me know. I'm an open book. I feel like watching GTA 5 almost on a daily basis has giving me enough knowledge about at least this server to tell you uh to tell uh, to point in which direction you should go to enjoy something so uh yeah just hit me up on twitter if you're interested thanks for listening if you listen to this whole thing for 49 minutes much appreciate it and uh, hopefully i'll talk to you guys later Bye bye